can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are The Girls with Mallory and Bailey, and we are changing the culture and bringing back traditional values. So today's episode is really good. Um, We're calling it Pro-Life, Pro-Love, and we're talking about a topic that is the most important topic to both of us when it comes to politics. Um, If you ask me what is the most important um, thing that I care about, it is pro-life issues. It is something that it just it means a lot to me. So first thing I do want to do is I want to read the definition of what pro-life is because if someone's listening and they're like, oh, I don't know what that means. I'm not quite sure. Um, how do you define it? This is that. We're going to define it right now from the dictionary. And dictionary.com says it is opposing abortion and euthanasia. And um, abortion is the killing of a preborn baby. And euthanasia is the killing um, of, I probably should have looked up a better definition than what I'm going to say, but euthanasia is um, killing a human like on purpose, basically, right? That's Yeah, so um, euthanasia would be like um, when people say dying with dignity, it's like the painless killing of um, a human. So um, if they have an incurable or painful disease or they're in like an irreversible coma, some people are okay with just like pull, I mean, not pulling the plug because that would imply that their life support is keeping them alive, but like killing them because they're going to die. Basically. Yes, exactly. So that pro-life is being against that. Correct. Um, so to me and, um, so like I said, pro-life is very important to me. I think that it is the most important issue because without, um, if we start defining when life begins, the rest of the constitution does not matter because, you know, this person might not be alive. Like, I mean, one of the arguments people say is, well, if they can't live their own life outside of the womb or without having help or something like that. So does that mean people who are vegetables, people who are right. Or a three-year-old or three. Yeah. A three-year-old cannot live by (laughs) themselves. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. I mean, sure. Somebody could, I guess, crawl around and try and get food. But like, if you're six months old out of the womb and nobody's helping you, you're going to die. I mean, you know, yeah. You like people say, Oh, it's a parasite. It's not a parasite. It's a child. Like, yeah, we'll get into a lot of that. But. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's just, to me, it's the most, we cannot start defining when life begins. Yeah. We have a concrete time. We know that if there is a, when the egg and the sperm come together, it creates something. And that something is a human. We know that. Right. We can say that about elephants. We can say that about dogs. If you right. killed a pregnant dog's baby people would flip out flip out but the idea of killing a human is just like it's trendy right now yes it is very trendy and we're definitely going to talk about that because i have a story or two about that yeah um but yeah so to me i'm pro-life and i'm pro-life from the womb to the tomb as they say so from um conception so that also means like i believe like the moment the egg and the sperm meet that i i personally believe that is when life begins so you cannot kill it right i know there are people um so in the pro-life 
movement and the whole thing. There's like little subgroups. And I know there's some people who are very much against birth control because they say that it's also blocking it. If like you do X, Y, and Z. And I know there's even religions where you can't even use like. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's different, um, definitely different discussions around that with birth control. Um, because there are so many different kinds of birth control. I think, you know, there are birth controls that will make basically your womb can't, if a, if an egg and a sperm meet, they can't attach to the uterine wall. Like it makes your uterus hostile to that connection. So even though the sperm and the egg have met, which we define as a life, yeah. it now mm. can't root itself to the womb. So people say that that is That's... basically an abortion or, you know, killing a baby. Yeah. Some people don't see it that way. There are some that prevent the sperm and egg from ever meeting, in which case they've not met and there's no DNA created. And so, I mean, it's a huge topic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say, well, okay. So my personal opinion in this topic um, would be, I, I guess I would, if the life begins with sperm and egg, that means if the birth control, once they've met, like there shouldn't be anything to block it. Right. So I believe that to natural death, which could be, I don't know. We all know how you naturally die. Right. I mean, maybe in an accident, but not like the purposeful, like suicide, like assisted suicide kind of a thing. Right. 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 So, yeah. Um, Yeah. I guess, Bailey, do you want to explain how you feel? Yeah. um, So for me, it's something that, you know, I, I love kids. I can't wait to be a mom. I'm so excited for it. And I know that not everybody feels that way, which is a huge part of this conversation. Yeah. Um, But like, I feel like I'm one of those people, like, my goal in life is definitely I would love to adopt. Um, yes. And for same. me, I would love to save a baby from abortion. Like, if someone's debating aborting their baby yeah. and I can adopt it and give it a life, I would love to do that. Me too. Um, I've actually, like, uh, I've thought of that. Yeah. And it's it's so cool. Like, my husband and I talk about it, and it's something that we definitely would want to do down the road. We want kids of our own, like... Um, we're not in a place that we would be able to take care of a baby yet. We definitely help with the pro-life cause, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely on our, on our radar for, for down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so, and we'll get into this maybe a little bit later, but there's so many things that we can be doing. Oh, I guess we can get into it now. Who's going to hurt? There's so many things that we can be doing. There's so many organizations out there. When you're pro-life, you, People are all so because of the culture, people have already put this other, they already have a mindset, they already have an image of who you are. Right. So, one of the things that, not necessarily because of those people, but I think it is something to be aware of, like, let's put our money where our mouth is. Right. So, adoption, donating, money, and time. There's a lot of pregnancy mm-hmm. resources that need resource centers that need volunteers. Mm-hmm. I volunteered at um, the one when I was living in Virginia Beach and then my mom was on the board of the one in Charlotte and I used to, she used to make us volunteer and that goes back to like what I talked about in the first episode when we were discussing like growing up in that bubble so I, that, I had been doing that stuff since I was younger Yeah, it just in my head I was like well it just makes sense like we do this walk, we go to that dinner, we volunteer, we help with the babies do this, this and that yeah there's like so many things that you can be doing and if you are listening and you're pro-life I do think it's um super important that you are active and you know not everybody has the money or the time so share stuff and share accurate stuff you know yeah 
I mean, that was one thing, like, I really respected Allie Stuckey when she was pregnant. Um, you know, she's like, I don't need anything from my listeners. Like, I appreciate oh, yeah, the thought. And so yeah. she did a registry for moms who were in need of supplies. And it's so easy to share an Amazon link and say, here's yeah. some things that moms in need need. Or, you know, um, I think, yeah, finding your local pregnancy centers or even, like, local orphanages, just places where you can donate and make kids' lives better. Um, even at school level, I mean, there are a lot of kids who are, yeah, in the foster care system are abused. My parents did foster care. Um, we were just, uh, like a, I forget what they call it. Temporary home. Temporary home. Yeah. We did when their regular foster parents would go on vacation or have court meetings or have things where they couldn't be around. We'd have the kids for like a week or two. So we were never like long term. Um, But I got to meet a lot of really cool kids doing that. And uh, it was really, it was really fun for me to have like siblings for a couple of weeks. And unfortunately, a lot of them had been through some really hard situations. Um, But just even helping with that. I mean, you don't know what people are going through. And so just helping reaching out anywhere, school level, um, resource level. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say also too to that, there's kids at school levels. And then there's also parents in like low income housing, low uh, income places that have that we're going to battle that decision. And if we're going to say we support, we want to help you, we can be helping them as well. So if you know that they're a mother at your church, you know there's a single mother at your church, you know that there is a young single mother at your church, maybe reach out to her, um, ask her if she needs help with anything, offer to babysit if she has other children. Um, And I guess, oh, another thing I thought of, we also need to be aware of when we talk about it, always talking in like love and grace about it. Absolutely. Um, I was at a training once and this lady, she had had two abortions and she made the comment. She was like, you, when you talk about abortion now, you just need to assume every person you're talking to knows someone who has had one or has had one. Right. Because the reality is that's the truth. That is the truth. Yes. In 2020, that is the truth. And so when you do that, you have to offer grace because some people, one of the things I've learned in this whole, like talking to people about pro-life stuff, because like, honestly, if you go on my Facebook, like that's what people argue with me about the most. Um, one of the things I've learned it's in this so hostile, so hostile. It's crazy. Like I didn't People take realize. It like I, when I started to comment on things, that's like the only time I would ever get a reaction. And these people would be like, "Oh, that's not a baby; it's a parasite." Like they'd say things that were just like, "Or I hope, I hope you die because you support this." Like, yeah, someone hoped I got the R word. Someone said that to me once. Yeah, it's just crazy yeah. how violent these people are. Yes, and my thing is like. A lot of people, though, don't know that it's bad. Like, some people genuinely sure. believe in their heart that, like, oh, it's a... Pa-. like. And if you questioning that, that question... Like, you are shattering their world. Right. So I think that is one thing we also have to remember when we're discussing it, is, like, some people really don't know. Right. I mean, you know, I, like... Like you said, you can genuinely believe that it's okay, that it's right. And I understand that because there's been points in my life where I might, I might have seen that view as well. Um... But that doesn't make it okay for you to then give death threats over the no. internet. Like, that's wrong. That, yes. That is another and thing. And that's not loving. No, it's <laughs> not. And I don't, I really don't know when we got to this point where people, I, 
the biggest controversy. I'm sorry, I just jump everywhere, y'all. It's okay. Um, the biggest time the when it, it was like really like everybody was talking about it was during I was when New York passed that abortion law. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was like one or two years ago, mm-hmm. and people were furious, and people were taking the whole thing very personally, which also made me think, okay, Mallory, step back. Okay, people are taking this personally probably because they have been affected or know someone that's been affected. Right. So choose your words wisely, not because you're trying to cater to people, as they say, yeah. but because I am also, I have this other aspect of me. I'm a Christian. So when I come at this, when I'm discussing things with people, I can't just discuss it like a regular person. Right. I have to also realize I'm representing Jesus. Right. And it's more important to win someone's soul than win this argument. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, we talked about, again, in our first episode about people being deceived. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, to me, when that New York law was passed, I remember there were parades held for it. There were firework shows, lights on buildings. I mean, people were celebrating yeah. that... Um, such an extreme bill was passed. And like you said, people try to define when life starts, um, when it's okay and not okay to kill a child. Um, And that's what that law virtually did was it decided that babies were not worth saving after a certain point or, you know, yeah, I think it was to the end. To the end, yeah, like till full after, term. Yeah, till in, after birth, in Vir- even like partial birth yeah. abortions. Yeah, in Virginia, um, I I know this to be a fact. You can look this up. I've said this to people, and they don't believe me. You can look it up. There was a video where they asked um, Governor Northam if what would happen if a baby was born, but the person during an during abortion, abortion or something like yeah. that, and he said we would just make the death simple, keep it comfortable. Yeah, keep yeah. it comfortable. Right. And those are things people don't believe that, but that is a thing, and that is something that they try to get past in Virginia. That is something that they will try to get past in every state if they can. Yeah, and these things are real. I understand. Well, I, I don't understand, but like I hear your argument if you say, "Oh, when it was like one or two weeks," but I mean, a full right. like. Through the birth canal. Well, right. It used to be something that anybody in the world would agree on. Like, you can't kill a newborn baby. Um, You can't kill a month-old baby. You can't kill a three-month-old baby. And people would be like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, why would you? That's that's murder. Right. But they draw the line at, like, as it's coming out of the vaginal canal because you haven't actually birthed it, it's not a baby? Like, yeah. Like, what does your stomach have to do with that child? I mean, you know, they're they're nine months. Right. They're nine months along. Like, they're a brand new baby. Like, And it, like, it really concerns me how people define life because it spills over into other things. Right. That is why someone can look you in the face and when you disagree with them and say they hope you they hope are you murdered die. or right. you die because life is not... Um, like it's useless to them. Like it's not the way they define life is not right. Yeah. And, um, another thing I want to say is there are Christians that are struggle that do struggle with this because, um, a lot of people are coming from it from the compassion standpoint. I do want to talk about that as well. Um, women, there are women in situations that are horrible, horrible situations, horrible situations. Um, there are women who don't have the money. There are women who were not planning this and, my deepest sympathies, I, that's awful. I cannot imagine, like, I'm, 
That right. I can't imagine. Um, that doesn't change anything, though. Like, if the truth is the truth. And that's something that I hope that we will always talk about and will always try to get out um, on this podcast is the truth is the truth. Yeah. And we get the truth from the word of God. But the truth is the truth. So, you know, all these circumstances. Yeah. Well, I think it's important, too, that. like, when we define life, like... Even if you're not religious, even if you don't believe in God, even if you don't believe in the Bible, even if your truth, like you say, oh, the Bible isn't truth, it's made up, we can still define what life is. I mean, you still right. see human beings. And right. so to me, like when a sperm and an egg meet, it has its own set of DNA and it's its own body, it's its own person. And in nine months, it is 100% going to be a human. I mean, obviously people miscarry. Obviously, yeah. they, obviously things happen. Right. That's a different story. But like... If you let the baby go from conception to birth, it's going to be a human. It's not going to be a dog. Right. It's not going to be a cat. Right. Like, it's human DNA, and it's its own set of DNA. And, yes, it needs your body to survive, but it's its own body. It's got its own, you know, sack. Like, it's its own thing. Right. And so even from a scientific standpoint, um, you just look at the DNA that's created when that process happens and it's going to be a human being. So then you're playing God saying, I'm going to choose which life's valuable, which one's yeah. not, when you can die, when you can't. And I think that that just logically doesn't make sense. When you look at it scientifically, abortion not being murdered just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like there are, you know, Christian arguments, of course, but there are signs, like science is on our side on this one. Right. Like it's science is on our side. And, you know, people... I'm on Twitter a lot, and people love to correct you and go fetus. But if you look at the definition of a fetus, it says little life. Little life, like it's, it doesn't. It says turns to the mammal, so it doesn't. Right. So uh, it could be elephant fetus, but like it's a human. If it's in a human, it's a human fetus. Right. Then that means that fetus is going to be a life. Right. And it's going to turn into a. People human. try to uh, euphemize it and make it like, oh, it sounds better when you say I'm just removing an unwanted pregnancy. Like they've stopped saying fetus now because the argument was little life. So now it's an unwanted pregnancy. Yeah. And pregnancy remains is the terms that they're using. Mm. Um, and it's like, well, again, a pregnancy is a human baby right. being removed. Like you can't get around it. Like you can't. Pe- people try to, like, oh, I don't want to know what abortion is. And like when you talk about or a video of what abortion actually is it's like you I, I don't know how you watch a video of what happens in an abortion and not feel something yeah yes feel something that that was a good because I was going to say a lot of times and I don't want I really want to use my words sure wisely absolutely. when I talk about this because it is such a big topic it is something that I want no woman to ever even, I don't want it to ever cross your mind. If something, if you become unexpectedly pregnant, I don't want you to ever even, you know, you do the, oh, I can't believe this, you know, punch sure. your boyfriend <laughs> for a second. Why could you, why did you do this to me? Do all that. But like, it never crosses your mind. That's what I want. So I do want right. to use my words wisely. So I want to be careful how I say this, but I think that sometimes, you know, these things are terrible, but I think sometimes people are really just thinking about themselves. Absolutely. Not everyone, yeah. not everyone, because there are people who are in really bad situations, but there are people, like I can think of a conversation I had with ex-friends because of other instances, but they turned out not to be great people. And we were talking and one of the girls, she, her boy, she had a single um, dorm room and her boyfriend was coming over every night and they were, you know, sure, getting it on, um, doing the thing. And um, she 
casually was like, yeah, I mean, if I got pregnant, I would just go get the abortion and then he would take me and take me to this Italian place and then we'll just move on with our life. And then they were just like laughing. The other girls were just like laughing and just having this old jolly time about it. And it made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying when I say this is that's the instance I'm talking about yeah. when I say sometimes people just are kind of thinking of themselves. Right. And they make it. It was so trivial. It made me so like it made my stomach feel right. weird. Right. No, it. you do. You feel something and you may not agree or you may not even realize what you're feeling um if you see like an abortion yeah. happen but you know to me like you know a lot of people the, the biggest reason that women get abortions is for financial reasons they yeah. don't feel like they can afford it and usually it's not because they're being selfish it's because they truly feel like the baby is not going to have a good life they're not going to be able to afford it or feed it or keep it dressed right. or clothed you right. know so they're thinking of the baby and it's like well does that mean that the baby would be better off dead? Right. Like, that's the argument you got to make is like, oh, well, I'm just not going to put anybody through that pain. It's like, no, you're going to kill somebody. Yeah. So that they don't have pain. Yeah. And again, that's just not, that's just not okay. Yeah. It's not right. And I think that because of the culture we're in today, truth and right are so relative. Mm -hmm. So saying something's not right all people go, well, it's not right to me, but, and I mean, there's right. tons of people who are pro-choice, pro-abortion, however you want to say it, and their biggest argument is, mm, I mean, I wouldn't do it, so. Uh, that one's hard when they say, I, I wouldn't do it personally, but I can't tell another woman she can't, and it's like, okay, I wouldn't murder somebody, but I don't care if he does. Like, I mean, if like, I care if my husband goes off and murders someone, I care if you go off and murder somebody, like we're not allowed to commit murder and obviously people still do it and they can still, you know, come back from that. They can still be saved from that. Like it's, it's not like that one mistake is going to define your life. So if you've had an abortion, don't feel like I'm saying that you can't be forgiven. Obviously we both believe that somebody who's had an abortion can be forgiven, is forgiven, is loved, like that's okay yeah but you know when you say like oh well i'm okay i i'm never gonna get an abortion but i'm okay if mallory does or i can't tell mallory not to it's like me saying well i'm not gonna kill mallory but i'm okay if my husband kills mallory it's like you you, that's just giving somebody else permission to kill somebody like it's not like yeah it's not a valid argument it's not yeah it's um one that i've heard recently going around is um you know they talk about if you die and they go to collect your organs, they have to make sure that you are an organ donor before they can they can collect your organs out of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not an organ donor, they don't have the right to take your organs. So they have to bury you in the ground with your organs intact. Like, oh, well, I mean, I think they take them out during the process. I don't know. I don't know how all the... Yeah, stuff works I've never after you been pass there away. or seen one, so I don't know. I haven't I've either. never so, been dead. So. But, you know, they can't take your organs and give them to somebody else unless you've specifically said, yes, I'm going to be an organ donor, which be an organ donor. It's a huge thing of mine, too. I, I You know, organ and tissue donation is huge. Um, but people will argue you're giving a woman less choice about her body than you would a dead person because you have to ask permission to take their organs. And I'm like, but you're also not you're, that baby. Yeah. Is more alive than the dead person is. Yeah. So they have the right to not be harvested out of your body. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I think um, I've never heard that, but 
that oh, really yeah i haven't heard that one um but your response is really good and to to what you said though too i think the biggest beginning why sometimes i will stop conversations because it doesn't matter anymore is when people define life begins because if they just don't see it as a human there's nothing you can say or do that yeah. will change their mind yeah well i mean when you ask somebody like when when do you define life is it eight weeks what about nine weeks what about 12 weeks? What about 35 weeks? Like, what Eight is weeks it? weeks and two days. <laughs> right. What is it about this time frame yeah. that makes it okay to kill? Yeah. And there's no argument to me. Like, you know, people will say, oh, well, when the heartbeat, like, people die, people have heart attacks, and their heart stops, and we resuscitate them, and they're still living yeah. human beings. Like, Ooh, we don't just point. give up on them yeah. when their heart stops. Oh, well, they're brain dead. They're, they don't feel pain. Well, there are people in comas who don't feel pain either, mm-hmm. but we can't just go around stabbing everybody in a coma because, right. especially if we know that in nine months, they're going to wake up from that coma and be fully functional. Yeah. And, you know, then you've got people who talk about, like, is it okay to abort a baby with special needs? And it's like, no. No. Because we wouldn't kill somebody with special needs. Like, we love them, and they're a great asset to the world. Like, why would you ever be able to abort somebody with special needs when you can't kill somebody with, you know, like a lot of these arguments to me, it's just like everybody tries to just justify and rationalize why they think what they think. Right. But when you start defining life at different times, um, you know, people also say, like you said, when they're viable, when they're able to live on their own without the mother's body, that's when they're, that's when they're a viable baby. And it's like, okay, well, American technology is so much more oh, advanced yeah. than some other countries. So it's like, does that mean that American babies are more valuable than, you know, somebody else's babies who doesn't yeah. have the technology? Like, we could save a baby maybe at... I think it's 20 weeks. I think, yeah, the, 20, 21 weeks. Yeah. Which is, re- I mean, it's not necessarily going to happen, but say for sure, like 25 weeks, we can absolutely save a baby at 25 yeah. weeks. Whereas this country might not be able to save a baby at 30 weeks or 40 weeks. Right. You know, like sometimes the babies they're having are dying right after yeah. they're born. Like, does technology decide then? Like, yeah. how far progressive you are decides when they're when they're viable? No. Like, it is a human life. And when you start playing around with it, it's just, it's ever-changing. You mm-hmm. can change it to fit whatever you want it to fit. Yeah, and it's going to, you know, I used to not be the fan of the quote-unquote slippery slope argument. When I was in high school, we took a logic course um, with our apologetics course. And he told us all these arguments. And every time my mom would say something, I'd be like, that's a fallacy because that's blah. Blah, blah, blah. So I used to say the slippery slope argument all the time. But I'm not going to lie to you. I believe I have seen slippery slopes. So I don't necessarily know if that's a fallacy anymore. And I think that we're going to be on a terrible trajectory of a slippery slope if we continue to allow different people to define when life begins. If we do not have something concrete, something that for sure, and science is concrete. Once again, science is on our side. Right. Science says life begins at conception. Right. And if we start making it up here and there, adjusting that, we are going to be on a terrible slippery slope. And I know that I'm sure people are listening like, oh, slippery slope, that's a fact. No, no, no. Like, 
I have seen it. Like, there are other things that are going on in this country that have been on a slippery slope that people were like, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, look where we are today. Yeah, well, and I think it's so interesting, too. Like, when you look at the Democratic Party, um, Mm -hmm. they used to be safe, legal, and rare. That was their standpoint. Mm -hmm. But then when you admit that something is safe and legal, why should it be rare? Ooh, And so they changed it. So they said, oh, okay, well, now it's not safe, legal, and rare. It's just safe and legal. So shout your abortion. It's going to be, you know, we're going to praise you over getting an abortion. And to me, like, I can see demonic forces in that. Like, Mm. when you see it, like... Mm Um, are you familiar with the God or not the God, the demon Moloch? I am not. Can you share? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, so like in Leviticus, I've got the verses here. Um, Leviticus 22 says, um, give the people of Israel these instructions, which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living in Israel. If any of them offer their child as a sacrifice to Moloch, they must be put to death. And then there's, uh, Jeremiah 32, 35 Um, that talks about them building um, pagan shrines, and it talks about them sacrificing their sons and daughters to Molech, and it says, I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It Mm. never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. What an incredible evil causing Judah to sin greatly. Mm. And it's just like these people were throwing their kids into the fire mm-hmm. for all the reasons that women are getting abortion. So they were, they were told if you throw your child into the fire, you'll get money. Mm-hmm. If you throw your child into the fire, you'll get success. You'll get a career. You'll get, you know, they were promised all sorts of things. And so they were sacrificing their kid or just because God said so, you know, sacrifice your child because God said so. And it's like, that's, the most unbiblical message. Yeah. Like God specifically says here, I have never commanded such a thing. What an incredible evil Mm. causing them to sin greatly. So, I mean, from a Christian standpoint, when you read that, it's clear as day to me that God does not want us sacrificing our children. And that includes the preborn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I, and you know, the Christians that do struggle with this, because I do know some Christians that do struggle with this, I think we just have to remember what is right is right. And, like, I understand I understand the compassion that people have because there are people who, like we said earlier, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's the truth, like, there are people who are in really difficult situations. Absolutely. But that is where we as a community come together, not the government. We as a community come together and we help our fellow yes humans that right. is where our the person you see in your church that is struggling that's where you you don't you know don't think that Mary Sue and Elizabeth are going to do it you go you do it you help that person right. that is where we come in and we help so like oh gosh i like it's very clear in the Bible where God stands. Yeah. And we have to stick with that. We have to stick with the Bible. Right. The Bible calls us to love and to have compassion. And part of loving and compassion, part of loving someone and having compassion for them is telling them the truth. Yeah. And the truth can really, really hurt. It can. Absolutely. I mean, I, um, you know, you see women and 
I've had so many people with the argument of like, oh, well, you know, would you be okay with somebody aborting a baby if you knew that they were going to be born into an abusive home and in 10 years they were going to be abused so badly that they get killed? Would you rather they just get killed now or in 10 years after suffering 10 years of abuse, starvation, hunger? And it's like you can't know for sure somebody's not going to get out of that. You can't know that somebody isn't going to offer help, that their situation isn't going to change, or even that they make it past that 10. Yes, horrible things happen. Kids do get killed. And I I don't like that. I mean, the idea of, like, a baby being born and getting abused its whole life and just dying at 10 years old, that's uh, horrible. Yeah. But at the same time, we can't know that that's going to happen, and it's our job to reach out and try and help people who can't afford their kids mm-hmm. or can't handle their kids. Like, like you said, adoption, even orphanage. Like, those kids may not grow up with the best childhood, but they still have a chance. Like I personally would much rather have had a chance at life, a chance to make something out of myself than like never have been born. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also too, you do a disservice to people who have had terrible upbringings and are now living at least a semi-successful life. There are so many success stories. Are there tragedies? Of course, but there are also success stories. Oh yeah. And you don't know if your kid, if if that kid that you aborted would have been the one to solve cancer or create some new piece of technology. Like you don't know what you're, what you're choosing. Yeah. Choose that. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and we really don't know. I think that's the, and, you know, now discussing the topic and thinking about it, I think that not knowing is probably one of the biggest things that goes through everyone's mind whenever you talk about this topic is we just don't know. If you have the baby, you don't know if you can provide for the baby. If you don't have the baby, you don't know the like what the things that the baby could have done, like the whole uncertainty thing. And I think that's when the devil can come in. Right. When we are unsure and we're uncertain and we're not trusting God. Yeah. And I'm once again, I don't want to trivialize anything. I cannot imagine how difficult that would be. Like, but I also feel like abortion is telling women that they're not strong enough. Yes. It is not a fem- I, I do not understand. Like, sorry, this is like, no, it's okay. I feel you. I, I do not understand how that is a, a compassion, a feminist thing to say, yeah, well, actually, you're not going to be able to be successful because the thing that your body is designed to do is not, um, it worked and you can't do it. When you tell a woman like, oh, well, you can have a very successful career or you can have a baby. You can finish college or you can have a baby. Like it makes it seem like we can't do both. Right. Like I can be a mom. I can be a mom that goes to school full time and works full time. And it might be really hard, but I can do it. I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. Right. Like I can do anything. So if I can, if I can have three jobs or be the CEO of a company, I can still be the CEO of a company and be a mom. Right. And again, it just, I mean, it, it's all up to you. Like, but you're telling a woman she's not strong enough yeah. to have a baby and go to school. That blows my mind how that's supposed to be like feminist, supposed to be encouraging, supposed to blah, blah, blah. Like that right. is, that is the exact opposite. And the thing about women, I'm just going to talk really good about us real quick. We Ooh. We women are amazing. Like we can do so much. We are so we are so capable. Like all these things that God has designed, not just like our mindset, but like our bodies. Our bodies can take so much. Absolutely. 
we can do it. We can. we can do it. And yes, it's difficult. There's so many things in life that are difficult. Absolutely. It is difficult. And once again, cannot imagine. But we can do it. And right. also, too, there's so many people who want to help. Absolutely. You just have to find them. They should reach out as well, but you just have to find them. There are pregnancy resources all over the country that are looking to help people. They want you to come in. Right. They want to give you things that can help you. They want to give you the resources they want. Which, by yeah. the way, we'll, we'll touch on this too, is is not Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Um, Planned Parenthood is not. Like they goal, do not want to help you. One of the most interesting things that I, I encountered in this pro-life journey is um, that Planned Parenthood has a system. They want you to come in at 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Either, you know, mostly they like to, they like to get their name out while you're in school, while you're Mm -hmm. in elementary school, while you're in middle school, going through sex ed. They want to get their name out there. They want you to sneak away from your parents and get on birth control, especially the pill. They push the pill because they know that 15, 16-year-old women are not going to be really good at taking the pill on time every day like you're supposed to. They want the pill to fail, and they want you to get pregnant because they sell abortions. Their whole system is designed to sell abortions. Mm -hmm. They may offer some other services to make themselves look good. Most of them they don't actually offer at their clinics um but like their whole system is designed for you to get birth control from them so that their name is in your mind you love them you feel like oh they're the nice people they're the comfortable people they let me do this without my parents they get you sucked in they get you pregnant and then they get to do your abortion because that's where they make their money yes i want to add two things to what you said um there are clinics all around the country that um offer the free services that quote-unquote Planned Parenthood offers that do not do abortions. They are all around the country. You do not have to go to Planned Parenthood to get those services. So you do not have to support them. Second, um, Planned Parenthood is the number one abortion provider. So I know that I got in a Facebook argument with one of my friends over that, and she, over Planned Parenthood, she's like, yeah, they just get a lot of slack, but they do so much, blah, blah, blah. Planned Parenthood is the number one abortion provider. Right. They deserve the slack that they get. <laughs> um, and what you said, Bailey, is so true. Have you seen Unplanned? I love that movie. Such a good movie. Everyone should watch it. Super good. Very emotional, especially also, at the beginning. Gosnell. Did you see Gosnell? No, I haven't seen that That one's one. so interesting. Okay. That one's more of the, the criminal investigation side of it, and you get yeah. to see more like inside of an abortion clinic. It's really weird. I mean, obviously, plan, Unplanned, um, same thing. She's in the abortion clinic, yeah. but those are two great movies um, okay. to watch, especially if you want some education on... What it's topic. actually like on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really want to see. It's called Gosnell. 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 Yeah. He was, uh, he was, I think. The I've m- heard of him for sure. Like, I'm pretty sure I've like read an article about him. Or yeah. He performed like the most abortions and they ended up finding like pieces of babies in his house. I mean, it was very, oh very grotesque. Oh um, my God. Wow. Yeah, it's bad, but it's an interesting storyline. Um, yeah. And that is demonic. Like, I don't know yeah. this guy. I don't know anything about him but like that that's yeah it's yeah it's definitely there's there's some screws missing there (laughs) but yeah so um on that note of like things organizations that help provide um we wanted to go over a couple um i specifically will talk i guess about let them live because i'm a i'm a monthly donor so i sponsor some of the moms um that choose life instead of abortion and so they um they find women who are these women in need who don't necessarily have a church. Not everybody goes to a church, obviously, and right. that's a big part of this is, like, you say, oh, well, just go to your church and find your local people to help you. Well, some people don't go to a church. Some people don't have somebody to help you. Um, 
And so what they do is they find women in need who can't pay their bills, who are in abusive relationships, who are in some of these very toxic situations, who don't want to choose abortion but don't feel like they have an option. And they really help to um, donate pay bills and help that mom choose life. So that's that's a big one for me personally that I love. What are some of the other organizations <laughs> out there? <laughs> that is, just really quick on that, that is a really, really good um, organization because like you said, the biggest reason people choose abortion is financial and like if you follow Let Them Live on like Instagram and Facebook, they're always saying, hey, we have this mother who blah, 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 here's a link to help donate. Right. So if you want to donate quick or like if you just want to be a part of something, Let Them Live is perfect. And a lot of, a lot of um, people unfortunately use this kind of a platform um, to scam people out of money. So it's like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm pregnant and I need an abortion, right. so like donate to me and let them live. Does all of the background work of actually determining like yeah. this is a mom who's in that situation and not just a scammer saying that they're pregnant and in need of money, Good point. and it's yeah. actually somebody across the pond like scamming you out of your right. money, right? Like right. so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point because you're right. People do do that scam. So. Um, um, my favorite, quote unquote, they're everywhere, but something that I think is super important are pregnancy resource centers, and they just have a special place in my heart. They're all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find them. We'll link you, it. We'll link it. Yeah, we'll link the right website that has like a, it's a website that has like a list of all of the pregnancy resource centers all over the country. They are amazing. The women that work there genuinely care. They will pray for you, with you. They offer free ultrasounds. They offer classes. They offer um, help with like diapers, with clothes and you know if you want to get connected with the church they'll help you find a church and things like that like pregnancy resources pregnancy resource centers are amazing and they they're everywhere um a lot of them are individually owned so you know there are going to be some that are a little bit more equipped than others um when i lived in virginia the one that I volunteered the most at was brand new. It was so cute. And one thing that I loved about it is they had um, on the opening night, everybody wrote down prayers and stuff like that for mm-hmm. the women that will be there. And they put them under the floorboards. Oh, so when you so walk cool. in, like it's you can built on prayer, it's built on literally. prayer. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and you can feel the atmosphere change. And the women that are in charge of it are like prayer war. Like it's just, that's awesome. Oh my goodness. Like I love pregnancy resource centers. That is super important. They also always need volunteers. And to mm-hmm. be honest, one thing that they always say, is they always need money. And, I want to say at one of the meetings I went to, they were like, really, like, we need money. Because the difference between pregnancy resource centers and Planned Parenthood is they don't receive funding from the government. Right. So everything they, all the money and everything that they get are from us. Donors. Donors. People who donate. So I would do that. Volunteer with one. A lot of them have marches or they have races once a year. Yep. Gather a group of friends. Do one. Raise some money that way. They have dinners. They have. There's so many things that you can do. They need sometimes people to teach classes. I knew a lady who, um, a pregnancy resource center, the one in Virginia, they had a post-abortive class. So like people who had had an abortion mm-hmm. and they were still struggling with it. Because that's the other thing too. Our culture has trivialized it. has made it be like oh i'll go get italian after but it's a traumatic experience yeah it is a traumatic experience it's heartbreaking heartbreaking and 
um, I think once a lot of times people realize what they've done and sometimes it's not even till years later and it can really affect you mentally. So this organization um, or pregnancy resource centers, not all of them, I don't think all of them have them, but um, I know there are a lot that do. They... Um, they have a post board of classes and things like that. Yeah. Another good one, um, I'll say, and we'll link the. A yeah, lot we'll more. link them because I mean, most of them um, you can follow on Instagram. Yeah, um, and we can leave that there and like reach help help you get in contact with them. But I w- absolutely, I will say this one last one. Um, Students for Life is really good. If you are in college, um, they have different chapters all over the country, and I would definitely get involved. Students for Life, and they do a lot. They do yeah. calling. They do text messages. Like, if you really want to be involved That's with a great the pro-life movement, it. Students for Life, for yep. sure. Yep. Um, and then some other ones like Live Action, and then there were none. Uh, um, Embrace Grace, we talked about Let Them Live. I mean, there's a lot of um, places that, like she said, we'll link um, and make sure yeah. that you have access to find yeah. uh, who we're talking about. And then um, another company that we love, Mallory and I, are actually sporting our gear from uh, Culture of Life. Um, and so they are a clothing store. They've got accessories, jewelries, um, their biggest ones. This is, we both have necklaces that say 1972, which is the year before Roe v. Wade was passed. And so, uh, they are all about the culture of life, which was before Roe v. Wade was passed and abortion was made illegal. Um, so they're awesome. There's a couple other clothing store, life dress and, um, a couple other places where, where we like to shop that give to pro-life resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, we're happy to answer, answer any questions that y'all have, leave them down below in the comments, uh, leave us a review on the podcast, but we, uh, we love having these conversations. We'll definitely do more pro-life episodes down the line. There's still so much more to be said, but we we would love to hear your, uh, your questions. Yeah. And your thoughts too. Like if you Mm -hmm. agreed with us or disagreed with us, let us know. Let us know if we got a topic wrong or anything like that, or if you think we should have been nicer, harsher, whatever. Let us know. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.